When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 53 of The Blathering. It is uh, me. It is Ken Napsock. It is here on the Napsock Network podcast feed. Clips, reels uh, out on YouTube, Instagram. You know where to fucking find me. Find me. Or don't. No one does. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a frustrated mood. I never, I always say this, I never want to believe my hype. I never want to open up the microphone and start saying, I'm here to change the world. I'm here to change you. Uh, I'm a guru. I'd love the money uh, that uh, all those grifters and gurus seem to have, but I, I never want to do that. But this podcast does help some folks, and, and sometimes that, that um, I get some wonderful messages, and I love those, but also it makes me want to look for what are the uh, things I should talk about that can maybe uh, help others. What are the things that are out there in the world that I can poke at, and maybe we can all come to a better understanding. Maybe we can shake some hands of some people that uh, we wouldn't normally shake hands with. And I start thinking all these wonderful things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do the blathering tonight. And there's some things out there that you know, we should talk about. Uh, and I pour myself fruit juice. Yeah, I've got, you show me you're old without telling me you're old. I've got fruit juice and it's great. It's a pineapple, mango, guava threesome of a drink. That's not on the packaging. I don't even know the company. It might be a generic grocery store brand, but if that's what if that's what they marketed at, marketed it as, they would be the richest company in the world. You know, fruit juice threesome, and then just have all these different kind of combos under that brand name. God, maybe I missed my calling. Mmm, you can taste the guava. I don't know what the fuck that tastes like. All right, but here's here's where we're going. So I thought, okay, I got to help some folks tonight. I got to find something to talk about. And there's, again, a lot, lot, lot to talk about. Uh, things we might get to. Things we might not. But before I was set to record, something happened that humbled me and reminded me that I am no great podcast guru. I am no self-help genius. I am um, I'm just a human being trying to live in this world. And this also shows that, hey, you know, with all the bigger problems in the world, sometimes it's hard to even focus on those because of the problems going on in your own house. This is why I cannot and refuse to accept uh, the idea of believing in my own hype. I'm an idiot. Like we talked about last week, this is what happened. I came in from the gym. Yeah, I was lifting weights. Are you impressed? You should be. Got up to 15 pounds with my lower back injury. Oh, we're looking good. Uh, came inside, and we have this thing. I'll set the table a little bit. We have this thing in our living room we call the castle. It is a almost looks like a UFC MMA uh, octagon for dogs, for chihuahuas. But it's pretty sizable. And we put... Uh, we put the dogs in it, usually one at a time, when they're, you know, they need to be kind of locked away for their own good and our own sanity. These chihuahuas with their demands and their attitudes. Uh, so we'll say, hey, put hey, put Baxter in the castle. And so that's what happened tonight. I came in from the gym. Grace was uh, doing some work. She said, hey, could you, uh, you know, put Baxter in the castle? So I did. Then I came back from my workout, all just geeked up, 
excited, ready to record, record an episode of The Blathering and help people. Because that's what I do. That's what I do with my broadcast, and I help people. I got so excited. I got I, I, no list of topics, but I think this gets us some things. I open up the door. And by the way, I'm going to stop right now and say this this next segment, it's got some dirty talk in it. All right. Not the not the fun stuff, not the stuff you you can sell on a website. But I'm talking about like it's it's a it's a poop story. Let's just it's a poop story. I walk in. We are gyms in our garage. I walk in. It's pouring rain, by the way. All right. The atmospheric river or whatever has hit California again has hit us. It's it's raining. Raining heavy again. And I walk in and it smells bad. It smells like exact truck stop bathroom, but not like a Love's or, a, you know, any one of those, uh, you know, flying J's. None of that. It smells like the one where you're like, we shouldn't stop here. Someone keep the car running and watch for me. And, and if I don't come back in two minutes, we leave. It smells like that. And Baxter, 16 and a half year old Baxter is in the castle, and he's whining. And I step over, and luckily we have it lined with a big, giant doggy pad, like big, giant one, and we have the, the pee pad kind of thing. It's layered. Oh, man. He had, he had seen a man about a horse. He had dropped the kids off at the pool, except for the kids were... Mushy and not right. And to make matters worse, he is blind. He's 16 and a half and blind. Clearly at some point, not happy, number one, that he's in the castle because these dogs do not like being in there. If you put Franny or Baxter wherever they don't want to be, they'll let you know. Don't you dare control our lives. So he's very unhappy. He clearly, I'll drop this deuce, <laughs> stepped in it, freaked out, there is a smushed pile. There is footprints, little brown footprints all over the pad. I hope all of you are eating while you're listening to this. Because I had to deal with this. He has got, uh, we have like a little tent, little like doggy tent inside the castle. Somehow managed to get, I'll, I'll be scientific this time around, the feces on the side of it up. As if he had taken his tail and been like, I've got some art I want to paint. Some wall art. And then it's on him. And then he's clearly upset. He's upset that he's in there. He's upset that this has happened. He might have a little embarrassment, some shame. He's an older dog. He's going through some, some things. So he is in the corner of the castle, whining, crying. Not, not even like, hey, get me out. But like something's gone wrong, crying. And he's got his face, his little cute blind face, into the corner of the castle like he's, you know, like it's the end of Blair Witch. Just Mikey's against the wall. Baxter's against the wall, and he's just whining. Smells terrible. So now I can't, I can't get into the shower. I can't clean up. I can't get my podcast started. I can't go change the world. I can't go help all of you. I got to deal with this dog shit. And the dog covered in it. And the pissed off dog and scared dog and the sh maybe little shamed dog. Reacting to it. And then we got the other dog, Franny, on the couch. He was like, look, I didn't do it, but something's wrong. 
So I'm like, I gotta give, I gotta give him a bath. I gotta, I gotta take his. Uh, he had a little R2D2 doggy sweater on. We call him Baxter D2. Uh, he, I had to take that off. I had to do this carefully. I have to get into the castle, which is kind of hard with my lower back problem. I can't kind of get in there. And then he's freaking out, and he's moving. He's not. He doesn't come when you call anymore because he doesn't know where the hell you are. He just kind of, kind of hears your voice. And then I'm like, I gotta give him a bath. We have a little plastic tub we put in the sink. We call it the Bax tub. We got cute names for things, by the way. The sink was full of dishes, so I was pissed at myself that I didn't do the dishes early in the day. I had to take all the dry dishes. You know, the, the thing I hate about doing dishes, it's the, it's the dry dishes. It's the dishes that have dried, and you got to put them back. And it's like some kind of reverse treasure hunt where you're returning artifacts to places you don't quite know where. And then I got to wash an excessive, probably an excessive amount of dishes I'd let piled up, let pile up. And then I do that. So I was pissed about that. I'm washing that. In the meantime, he's screaming in the castle, stepping in it more. Clean the dishes. Clear the sink. I, I, I go, it's, it's, it's like a construction project. I'm picking one item at a time. Going outside. And again, not saying I'm a hero. Not saying I'm brave. But it's pouring rain. Our washing dryer's outside in this garage. Again, have this house built in 1920. They didn't accommodate for washers and dryers when they built the house in 1920. So we have to go to the garage. It's pouring rain. I'm doing this by myself. I'm not going to, Grace is working. I'm not going to pull her up for this. She can't come out for this. Baxter's crying. One by one, some of the items got to go in the washer. But then some of them are so covered in Baxter's handiwork that I have to stand out there in the rain, turn on the hose, which meant I had to go dig into the mud get the hose, mud all over me now, and I'm washing off this little bed and, and, and the doggy pad, which is pretty giant, and I'm spraying this down in the pouring rain, so I just put it in the washer, managed to do all that, managed to undress Baxter D2, getting the minimal amount of feces on my hands, the minimal amount, but not all of it, put him in the bath, he... Hates, you know, he's not one of those dogs that loves the bath. He thinks he's being waterboarded. He's also blind. I'm trying to get the temperature right. I'm, I'm trying to calm him down. He's freaking out. He slips, actually falls under the water, snoot up, luckily, ears dry. He's freaking out. I'm trying to, Franny comes in. Franny gets all upset at me. What are you doing, a brother? She's freaking out on the floor. And the whole time I'm thinking, I am not as cool as I want to be. I am not as cool as I dreamed of. And all I wanted to do tonight was podcast. All I wanted to do was change the world. But here I am washing a shit-covered dog in a kitchen sink. And I just felt as disgusting as that might be. And even though I used some words that might not go well with your dinner that you're, I'm sure, having with this podcast... I feel I needed to share the story. I think I needed to get that out. I needed to purge that because that's where I'm at. There's absolutely serious things out there, right? I'm absolutely upset about some things. I absolutely want to talk about it. (laughs) But that's where I'm at. Washing poop-covered dog tails and poop-covered dog feet. I guess you could say I'm just like you. (laughs) Celebrities, because I ain't one, but we're just like you. But that's the thing, right? That's the balance. That's what's going on. There's so many things, so many things that you're going to roll up your sleeves and do. 
So many things in my life. So many ideas that are popping into my head. I've had a blank binder or a little notepad, I should say, a paper sitting there on uh, my coffee table for weeks now because I want to start working on a book of poetry. I really do. It's sitting there. Every day I wake up and go, today's the day. But that's a lie. That's a lie. And when do we call ourselves on that? Or when do we just accept that next week might be the week? And when do we just get to it when we get to it? When do we get to it when you're meant, meant to get to it? Other people are better managing that than me, I guess. But I don't know about you. But when I see something that I want to do, I put it out there so that I won't miss it. And I see this little notepad and I think, I want to explore some of the ideas I have for poems. I want to see what I can do with this. But after all this stuff, dog stepping and do, the bill's piling up. Reels taking away, Instagram taking my Reels money away. <laughs> all this stuff. You look at a notepad and all you think is, I don't fucking want to do this. And I think maybe that's the key to life. I think the people that succeed more in life are the ones who are like, but we gotta. I don't think that's how you do creative things. That doesn't seem right. But also, that's the difference between amateurs and professionals, I would think. If, if you want to write the poem, you write the poem. If you want to figure it out, you figure it out, you do it. And I fail at that all the time. Because I think I let the dog tail covered in poop rule more than what's in front of me, what can I get done? I'm not trying, there's no great life advice out of this, by the way. There's no great life advice. I sat down to record this right here, right now, and all the grand ideas I had, all the things I wanted to uh, poke at, they're, they've escaped my mind. They've escaped my mind. I don't even know where I want to go anymore. Like, I want this. This might be a 15-minute blathering because my mind is blank. Not because I lost creativity or the drive to do this. But I'm like, this is life. This is life. You walk in with a head full of goals, a heart full of ambition, and you just find a doggy MMA octagon full of shit. And that's the key to life. How well can you deal with the octagon of shit? I don't know. And, and, and the poor dog, he's blind. And it kills me. That kills me that he's blind. And he's, he's, he's getting along better than I am with him. You know, when I first, uh, first started dating Grace, uh, you know, Baxter's love was the thing that um, I already had Ratsy. Ratsy knew me from Collider. But Baxter's approval and love was a hard thing to get. Uh, he had um, rightfully had a lot of reasons to not trust men. And um, there's no way he, he could be sure of me. He didn't know. Four days in, he jumps up on my lap. Thought, we got a, got a pretty good chance here. I got Baxter's love. But from those early days, one of my favorite things is he would sit, like so many dogs do, on the back of the couch, staring out, guarding the house from the neighbors in the world, just staring out the world. And, and the fact that he can't do that anymore, it, it does kill me. It hurts. It hurts. But the thing about that is he doesn't know, right? He doesn't know. He's he's like, hey, they turned out the lights and they're not back on. Like he, he and he probably is 1%, maybe some sight we don't quite know. He did for a bit, but he seems to have lost that. 
But but I, I'm hung up on that. I'm hung up on how I feel about him being blind. I'm I'm hung up on how I can't quite deal with it and how horrible it is for me. Right? It's an egocentric kind of thing, whether you think about it or not. It's that negative kind of attachment. A lot of parents have it. Of course, you don't want anything bad to happen to them. But you're more worried about your reaction to it than even paying attention to how they're reacting to it. Baxter has a pretty darn good existence. He's actually got some uh, renewed energy, some health. We, we were able to take care of some issues that we did not know we had, some internal issues. Um, and he bips along. And he gets excited for his walks. And when you put him outside, he knows where to go. And he walks down the hallway and he bonks his head. He hits the wall. Um, but he finds where he's going. He sniffs his way there. He started to climb back up on stairs again. Um, I'm not saying he has a perfect life. But he's all right. He's all right. And I think that is something that's uh, the lesson for me there. I'm sad. I'm sure if you could ask him, he might express, you know, some sadness about no longer having his eyesight, if he understood the concept. But he just, he just adjusts. These dogs adjust. For better or worse, they adjust. And we are now three years in Oh, here comes the pandemic talk. We're three years in to uh, not just a pandemic, not just a lockdown. The, the, of course, the pandemic started earlier, but I guess I should clarify. I'm specifically talking about kind of the United States response to it. So I apologize. This could be a podcast that's for um, just us in the, in the States, but everyone else in the world dealt with it. But for us, this was three years ago. Hey, we're going inside for two weeks. And talk about adjustments. It's still an adjustment and it's still surreal. And it was reflected on it today because I saw a friend, uh, my friend Michelle did a, a story just kind of reflecting as well. This was three years ago. She was working in a, a restaurant and they got an email. We're, we're done. We're shutting down. And she'd never gone back and Life changed, good and bad. Life changed, and we're all we're all kind of stuck in this. Uh, we're kind of stuck in this haze, right? I'm still stuck in this haze. I'm still trying to adjust. I'm still bonking down the hall, and it's not just about. It's not just about the lockdown. It, is it just me, or did everything? Everything about how we look at relationships, how we look at friends, how we look at uh, the world, how we look at what we want to accomplish, how we look at we even work. It's, it has changed not just in, hey, we work at home and there's more virtual meetings. That's changed too. I'll, I'll never, I never want to go to an office again, but just this confusion and adjustment. And I always talk about you cannot fight the new normal. You can't fight it. You can't fight change. You find your place in change. And we are changed forever. And for me, part of that change is the way I look at the world, part of the way I interact with the world. I wonder what I've lost. I'm starting to look at what I've lost too. Uh, not in terms of, in terms of, uh, terms of specific friendships, but in terms of um, 
Like I'm just not as invested anymore. <laughs> Does anyone out there experience that? I'm not invested in uh, the idea of cultivating a ton of new friendships. I'm not uh, interested in uh, uh, um, working with a bunch of folks again. Uh, I'll go to a party here and there. I love social interaction. I'm not interested in reclaiming any of the um, regular routine social activities I used to have. Does any of this does it make sense? Am I just the only one going through this? Who I'm bringing into the circle has changed. Those I'm keeping at a bit of a distance has changed because I didn't used to do that. I, I used to be the type of person that would want to make sure that I was cultivating the best, the best friendships I could all the time. If I had 20 best friends, let's do it. Let's do it. And I still, if I'm with you, if I'm a friend and we're there, we're getting lunch, we're getting breakfast, we're working, I, I'm giving you my attention. But I don't, I don't have a Rolodex of friends anymore. That's not as big. I've, I've cold the herd a little bit. Definitely. For some, not even negative influences, but I've changed. And it ain't my circles anymore. And maybe I'm not in your circle anymore. But I'm starting to wonder, like, much like a, a muscle that you're not working out. Or, you know, momentum that you lost. Is it time to maybe find how to reconnect not just with people and individuals but that idea of putting just myself out into the world have i become too much of a shut-in have i become too much um again not antisocial, but i've become too much of uh i'm in my corner and i don't i don't need much else because then i wonder how this affected my career uh, my desires my ambitions do I want to do everything at my desk and just my desk alone or should I go out in the world? I think so many habits were formed during a, a lengthy lockdown. And, and again, when, when lockdowns started to end and you can debate when, I think at times here in LA, again, this is specific to LA, I think sometimes they ended way too early. I still think it, there should have been more of a stringent lockdown in the early uh, days and truly kicked uh, COVID to the curb uh, as best we could. Kicked it to the curb as far as we flattened the curve. Um, but again, um, the overall thing remains. Everything changed. And most things, this is what my friend had said today in, in, in her story. It uh, kind of got me thinking. It just Most things changed. And most of those things are not changing back. So I'm trying to, I'm taking some stock. As Baxter bops and bonks his way down the hall, adjusting to his blind life and adjusting quite well, I'm taking inspiration from that while also questioning, um, while also questioning of, of, of how far I'm going to keep walking. <laughs> I don't know. The last three years have just been a giant giant mindfuck for me. Giant vat of confusion, but also a giant um, we vat, we'll use plate, like a plate of cookies, a plate of inspiration, knowing myself more, knowing that I am more comfortable now with how I look out at the world than I've ever been. I'm more me. I'm becoming more the person I wanted to be in terms of uh, 
beliefs, you know, express them. That's all great. That is all great. I guess basically the question I'm asking is, am I now afraid to leave the house? <laughs> not for disease, not for disaster, but for I ain't taking these sweatpants off. I don't know. That's starting to depress me. Take a quick break. We'll come back. Talk about some other depressing things. Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around the folks in the world obsessed with the word woke and obsessed with being anti woke. Mm. Dangerous topic here to be discussing on a, on a podcast that other people can listen to. And I don't know what I clip out anymore. I don't know. What should I clip out? You tell me. It's it, it's reared its head again because you got DeSantis down in Florida that's making this um, very much his uh, political identity as he, as he gears up to run. Uh, you've got Ted uh, Cruz when he's not uh, running away and leaving his uh, constituents in the cold. Has uh, got a, like a book out, Unwoke. And as we said before here, it's just become one of those words that uh, is, is far removed from its original meaning, which is fine. That happens some st- sometimes. But this, I think, is to, I don't say comical level, but uh, that's not right, to an infuriating level. Because the way it's, it's, the way that word is spat out of these mouths is so destructive. It is so destructive to so many people. I was trying to think today, and, and I'll say right now, as I do this on the fly, I was trying to go back to the first time I heard that word, woke. First time I heard it uh, on any level. And it was definitely online. Um, I am a um, white, straight male living in the San Fernando Valley. Probably not in the circles where that was... Um, emerging before it hit the internet. It's, and, and that's my relationship to it. I know the first time I really saw it, 2012, 2013, I can't remember. I can't remember. Do you remember? I can't remember. But it was a term that uh, I think I saw. I remember a tweet uh, was from a, a black person tweeting it out. Stay woke, right? Be woke, stay woke. Uh, that kind of use, saying to other uh, people in his circle, I don't want to assume uh, all black could have been to many others, but I, I think I remember the tweet. It was probably around a time uh, where uh, civil unrest, um, uh, police brutality incident, something like that. It could have been something around that time. But I just remember seeing that and thinking, I got it. I get it. Um, it might have been something I would, I, I, number one, didn't fully understand it because it wasn't for me, right? It wasn't my journey. I don't think he was saying that to me. And I don't mean that in a negative way, I don't mean in a bad way, but just it was like, I, I felt like that's, that's, a commu- that's an important communication from a member of a community to a community that um, just by default, I'm not in, right? Now, as the word starts to grow and, 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 uh, other people start um, using it. You can make a joke about uh, 
you know, white liberals coming in and, and appropriating the word. I'm, I'm sure there's some of that. Absolutely. Um, then the word grows and it grows in power and it grows in purpose. Probably far removed from the original tension, which was this idea of, hey, stay, stay awake. Look around. Look around. Protect each other. The system is not working for us. The system is not working with us. Often, it is against us. Keep your eye on the prize, so to speak, right? Again, again, that is my interpretation going back to my early memories of it. Others, uh, I have more detail, more timeline of it. Da, 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 da. And I always want to make sure I'm saying this carefully, but also if I stumble and say something incorrect or whatever, let me know. But that's just, I'm just going back to my memory of it. And I never, it wasn't a term I used. Definitely tweet hashtag stay woke. I didn't, again, fully understand it, which is part of the point. Uh, but then as the word becomes uh, more of a rallying cry, I can't, I think that's okay. I think that's fair. A rallying cry for a lot of people who were like, oh, uh, stay woke. How about this? Get woke, right? Time to wake up. And I do feel the last couple of years I've woken up, so to speak. Looking back and, and, and finding a lot of my view of the world was, was seen through a certain lens. A lens that um, even the people who put the lenses on me didn't know they were putting on, right? So that's part of my journey. But I still, by the time that word really kind of roared to even the, 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 my ears on a more regular basis was talking pop culture, talking Star Wars, and then seeing it used in the political sense. And I am, I am lost on how to fight back against Anyone who wants to hold on to go woke, go broke, or woke policies, that's what did it. The reason this is on my mind is this bank crisis that happened over the weekend with the Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and the others. Um, how how, how politician, politicians and, and, and certain members of the entertainment the news media, and I'm not talking about those covering the Oscars, I'm talking about the... The Fox Fox News is the Newsmax and that 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 kind of ilk ran right away to that that bank story, saying with a straight face, writing with a straight face that it was uh, woke policies, that these banks were more interested in making sure they had uh, diverse boards or diverse uh, employments or diverse policies that they just they, they, this is why they failed. We know that's not true. We know the bare-bone facts. Not going to go into it. Not a financial expert, but I'm watching a lot of videos on it just so I can understand. Not so I can be an expert on banks, but so I can understand. I have uh, most of my money, my bills, everything go through a, a pretty time-honored bank that's been around since the dawn of time. I don't worry about that one. But also some money in another bank that's relatively new. They sponsor a football stadium in L.A. What could happen with them? You know, I was, I was trying to figure it out. Uh, we know uh, the uh, was it Dodd Frank uh, regulation that was rolled back by Trump. Uh, we I don't know why it wasn't rolled back in um, 2020 on, but again, not an expert of that situation. Um, and we know that those protections um, in that 
um, legislation where we're, with them not there, led to uh, what was going on with this bank, led to this run on the bank. We got a CEO of the bank cashing out his stocks a day or two early. All these things. I'm, if you've been following the story, you know. And like I said, I had one eye on the story because the world, I don't know if any of you do this, I had one eye on the story because the rest of the world was too much to, to handle. So it was like, uh, we, okay, so again, the, the roll call. Ukraine, uh, anything DeSantis is doing in Florida, the uh, continued persecution of, of transgender people, all, this kind of stuff, all the stuff. You, you, I'm looking over there. And then over in the, over in the, on the left is, is bank fail. <laughs> Tech bros. Well, let me look at this. Um, but in it to find to find this the 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 word woke was in the discussion about the banks drove me crazy. It's such a grift. It's such a grift. And again, woke and anti woke have just has just become this. It's this thing, right? It's these. They are these things. They don't mean. What they used to mean. They don't mean what they started out to mean. They don't mean what they should mean. And I do not know. I do not understand. How to sit with someone. How to have a conversation with someone. Who's going to tell you. That the ideas behind the term woke. Whatever that term was. Whatever it means. Whatever it will mean. But the ideas that they are right now. To show an understanding for systems, maybe systems of harm, understanding for social situations, understanding for histories, understanding for understanding the plight of people that aren't you, understanding that maybe something needs to change. Again, leading with empathy and compassion, things that I really believe in that are sometimes difficult. To have that understanding be of what woke means, right? Again, so general, but to have a, and to and to stand against that. I saw so I went into the comments. Don't ever go into the comments. I saw someone on a, on a tweet about the bank stuff, blaming Joe Biden. I mean, he's done some things to, you know, you can blame him some things. Of course, it comes to the job. He's got this. Uh, Oil digging project going on, that ain't, that ain't looking good. All this kind of stuff, right? But again, no matter what side you're on, you know, not perfect. Totally get it. But this person in this comment was, I, I, I just, I had to click on the profile. After I saw the comment, I just like, I got it. I got it. I got stuff. I got stuff. And sure enough, the statement was, you know, her first tweet was a pin tweet of the definition of woke. An adjective, um, meaning someone finding a, a consciousness and realizing uh, that they should look for problems in every situation when, like, the problems aren't there. Calling it a lie. Calling the systematic uh, injustices a lie. Calling the struggles a lie. Denying its existence and just saying that anyone that has a problem is just making it up. Point blank. And I'm trying to, I don't know that person. I'm not going to interact with that person. If they were to do something on Twitter, they'd block them. But how how can I sit down with those people? How can I, people in my family, where do you start? You cannot change them. 
Can you enlighten them? And I think that's where I'm going. I think that's what my plan of action is. Because I'm getting tired of sitting back on it, right? I'm no longer prepared to look the other way for those around me. I can't go on to Twitter. Twitter. I can't go on to Twitter and ask this person who I saw on Twitter, what do you mean by that? Let's have a conversation about it. Not productive. But to the people in my life, well, you know, it's just everything's so woke. What the fuck does that mean to you? I'm going to need them to explain it now. I'm going to need them to put it down, not on the paper, but to put it out, to put it down into words. What woke means to them. Because what I might find, the people I know, and this is about the people I know, and maybe it's about the people you know. And when they say it, when they try to define it, when they try to talk about all this, it might not line up with their heart. It might not be what they preach. It might not be what even they understand. You can't necessarily fight it with facts and logic. That's the, the genius of the grift. That's the genius of the movement that got Trump elected, that is threatening to do that again or move a uh, person like DeSantis into office. That's the grift. There's always, you don't know the truth. There's always a conspiracy. Oh, that's what they say. Let me tell you the truth. Only I've got it. And if you don't elect me, give me the power. Man, oh, you should be afraid what's going to happen. That's the grift. The fear of the great other, all those things we talk about, all those things we know. But you take that big picture and then now, now they're doubling down, they're tripling down, they're quadrupling down on, oh, we're going to fight the wokeness, the hive mind virus, as if, it's, as if anyone like me who's come to the decision that, yeah, uh, diversity, uh, compassion, empathy, inclusion, understanding other perspectives, maybe pumping the brakes on your own fucking ego to understand a world bigger than you. None of that is bad. But if, if, if people in my life think that is bad, if I can just get them to say it, define what it is to you. Define what woke is. Maybe we can start having conversations. I'm not saying I can change any minds. As I said before, my changes, my understandings of my own world, my understanding of other people's worlds happen slowly over the course of time. But we might be running out of time. And one of the things for me, it, it, it's not to be confrontational. Because a lot of the people I don't talk to anymore or a lot of the people I don't communicate with on a regular basis, including family members, I don't think they fully understand. I don't think they fully understand. So if I can get them to express to me what is wrong with not just the word woke, not just the movement, but what is wrong with me and others like me moving towards a more compassionate view of the world, Not giving power to fear mongers. Choosing a side when sitting in the middle and just being a critical thinker. I'm just asking questions. Critical thinkers drive me fucking crazy because they are not, they are not on the right path. When all that sitting on the fence, pointing at both sides, 
There's literal people fighting for their existence. When the grift is going on, you've got to stop the drag queens. But even just tonight before I recorded, saw another uh, minister being arrested for sexual assault. Now, I always say, it ain't God, it ain't Jesus, it isn't necessarily uh, the church in general. I always want to make that clear. I just don't think it's fair to sweep, sweep through it blindly. But you know what I mean? I don't think... I don't think you find a lot of drag queens being arrested for that stuff. Could just be me. Pull out, show me, show me the stats. But but that's the grift. And when you see the grift, and the grift seems like so obvious, but people I know and love are just there in the middle of the grift. And they spout that stuff off. I don't like Star Wars. It's too woke. Uh, you know what it is. That bank crumbled because it's too woke. I'm proud to be an American. So am I. I want everyone else to be proud too. I want everyone to be proud to be an American in their own way, not just my way. I want to talk to these people that want me back. These people that these last three years have have found there's been a lot of changes and a lot of them are within me. What does all this mean? Because only then can we talk. Only then can we rebuild. And it's not, I'm going to call it and tell it like it is. I'm going to call you on your bullshit. None of that. Those are hard words. Those are harsh phrases. Those are fighting words. I'm not here to sit across from anyone. You listening to me, and scream at you. I can get a little angry on the podcast. There's no one here other than this fruit juice and a shit-covered dog to talk back to me. But that's what I'm talking about. What does this all mean to you? What are you so afraid of? Because yes, it all comes down to fear. I will never move off that idea. It's fear. It's fear. So how can we take away the fear? I don't know. I don't know. Both these people out fight. Do what you must. I don't know if this was a good episode of The Blathering. It went from a wild tale of a dog shitting on itself to me feeling lost in the hallway of life because so much has changed and I'm wondering what I've gained and what I've lost and I wonder what to do. And then it went into something that's been on my mind as I've stared at the computer screen for the last three to four days. As I've watched Rights of people truly be taken away. Not the rights that they tell you are be taken away. Not the rights that they say we're going to lose and never, never get lost. But the actual rights of human beings affected. Go to a fucking drag show, everybody. Go to patreon.com slash catnapsock. Follow me there. Follow me on Twitch, though. I might start gaming on YouTube now. Got some stand-up shows coming up. Listen to the show. Tell a friend. I don't know anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just walking down a hallway, bonking my head, trying to get back to bed. We'll see you next time here on The Blathering.